Welcome to a new episode of Career Day, the podcast. I'm your host, Adam Zigner, a high school business teacher in Carlisle, Pennsylvania. Today, we're joined by Joe Trentley, a sports wagering compliance representative with the Pennsylvania Gaming Control Board. Joe, a sports wagering compliance representative. Tell me, in your best words, what that is. All right, so in a nutshell, well, first of all, Adam, it's good to be here. Um, I'm Joe Trentley, as he mentioned, uh, but... In a nutshell, basically a sports wagering compliance representative, we do a bunch of things. Um, number one, first and foremost, it deals with sports wagering throughout the whole Commonwealth of Pennsylvania. So it deals with all of the casinos throughout the entire state, as well as the online entities such as FanDuel, DraftKings, Barstool, MGM, you name it, the list goes on. Uh, those are the more popular ones that people hear about, obviously, rather than the actual casinos themselves. But basically... First and foremost, we review promotions that come in from these entities um, and we make sure they follow state guidelines. And that's the gist of it, essentially. Now, the guidelines go on and on and on and on. So that's just a long list of things. But uh, first and foremost, that's what we do. If a, new, if a new casino opens up or a lot of casinos now are opening up new sports books. So we go oversee the openings of the sports book. For example, Hollywood York just opened up their mini casino in York back in August. And we went down there for the opening of the sports book. Uh, so those are just an example of two of the things that we do. Uh, there's a bunch of other little things that go along with the job, um, but I'm not going to bore everybody with that. But that that's the gist of it, mainly reviewing a lot of the stuff that comes in from these places. Um, and some of the on-site stuff is cool as well, uh, as I mentioned, going to that. And I think we might have another one coming up here early next year uh, that we might head out to. So that'll be neat. But in a nutshell, that's pretty much what we do. Very nice. So how long have you been uh, with the gaming control board? So I started back in the middle of June, actually. Um, I applied back in the February or, or March range. So um, for you guys, you know, heading into college and then eventually uh, getting your first job, don't be, you know, what's the word, let down, don't be distraught. It takes a while. Um, it took a few weeks for me to even hear back that I was getting an interview. Uh, and then the, the, pro the hiring process takes even longer. So like I said, I got, I got um, officially offered in March and it took until June until I actually started the job. So middle of June. So this is a, what, six or seven months now that I've been working here. Um, so it's been nice. It's been a nice transition, I have to say, and I've enjoyed it. Very nice. So the uh, the big thing that you know, I touched on in all of the ones I've done so far, um, my kids like to know what a typical day look, looks like for you. So I, I currently work from home. So it's a lot. I mean, I know a lot of people work from home uh, with nowadays with the pandemic, but it's a lot different than if I would go into the office. Um, I want to say it's a lot different, but it's not. I mean, I'd be doing the same things at the office, but then there's the travel, the commute, yada, yada, yada. But at home, I, I wake up in the morning. And I go over to my computer and I check my emails. And in those emails, the promotions come in from all these places and I start reviewing those. We have contest simples that come in uh, that, that we also review as well. So they're a little bit different than promotions. So I, I didn't really explain this, I guess, about promotions. So promotions, uh, an example of a promotion would be uh, spread the love on FanDuel. They do this every once in a while where every 1000 customers that sign up, the spread will go up plus one point. I mean, I know I could just be talking French <laughs> to some people with that, but right. that that's an example um, for people, you know, who 
no sports betting terminology. That's an example of a promotion that comes in. Now, contest and pool is kind of like a, a March Madness bracket or, or an NFL you know, weekly bracket, something like that, where you're picking different things. Um, so those come in. That's another example. Um, and, and that's what I do all day. I get in touch with uh, people who work at the casinos or at these entities if we have issues, if there are things that we need clarification on. Um, or if there's just a miscommunication about something, sometimes, you know, these things can take a while, uh, going back and forth, email through email through email, rather than a phone call. You know, we do, we do do phone calls. We have meetings and stuff like that every now and then, but most of the time it's emails. Um, and and that's, that's a gist of my day. It's basically on the computer the whole time. So, or on the phone and we have meetings like zoom or, uh, Skype or Microsoft teams is now what we transitioned to, but uh, yeah, it's basically the computer all day working from home, but can't complain. I, I have a, a little glimpse into into my my life. I, I listen to a lot. I'm a big podcast. I listen to a ton of them. Mm-hmm. And uh, I always hear the Barstool guys complaining about their compliance people telling them <laughs> they can't do this and they can't do that. So, you know, the the flip side of that is people people trying to run an app and mm-hmm. send these things to you and, and getting mm-hmm. told by by you, hey, you can do this. Hey, you can't do that. Mm-hmm. Um, and it but, is a process too. It, 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 it is a process and it's some, sometimes it's, it doesn't work out on both ends. Like sometimes they want to do something that we don't allow. And it just, it, now I will say one thing I will say, everybody that I've dealt with so far from every entity, from every company, whatever, they've been nothing but great. There has not been one instance where somebody has been rude. Somebody has, you know, like made a snarky remark. It's all, it's been all professional so far. Uh, both from me and, and our team and their, them and their teams. So it's, I haven't had an issue yet. Uh, I guess is what I'll say. Uh, it, it is a very professional business and it's a very serious business because it is growing tremendously. Uh, all the statistics are online. You can go check out how much revenue the Commonwealth is gaming just from sports wagering alone, rather than just gambling in general throughout the state, like just sports wagering alone it keeps increasing monthly and yearly so absolutely so i i know a little bit about joe's background but was this always the plan for you was the sports gaming world the compliance world always the plan so no actually this deals more so i have my bachelor's degree my undergrad degree from california university of pennsylvania i went there for sport management and i have a minor in communications I got my master's degree from Syracuse University, and that was in broadcast and digital journalism with a sports communication emphasis. So my my goal was always sports broadcasting. So ESPN, the whole nine yards, Fox Sports, CBS Sports, you know, you name it, whatever. That was always my goal. Um, the pandemic hit, and that kind of took a toll on things, especially since that the pandemic hit right when I was finishing up my master's degree at Syracuse. I do have to interrupt you, Joe. I do think that you are uh, legally required to drop the name of the journalism school anytime you mention that you went to Syracuse. So you may want to throw that in there. SI Newhouse School of Public Communications at Syracuse. I think that's a, that's an important distinguisher. Continue. Yeah. Yes. So I, we, I was there. I remember it was in March and the pandemic was starting to really hit the United States. And there was rumor that, you know, we were going to go on spring break and not come back. And honestly, I laughed. I'm not going to lie to you. I laughed because I thought there's no way. There's no way a major university is going to shut down because, I, you know, nobody really thought about it at the time. And here, sure enough, 
halfway through spring break, I'm at home and we get the email from the university saying, we are not returning for in-person classes. You'll receive instructions from your professors, yada, 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 we're finishing online. So that really took a toll. We finished, that was in March and I didn't finish up my degree until August. So you figure that's about five or six months of online learning um, that we're not in class, especially for that kind of major where it is all technical with cameras and tripods and equipment and firsthand like hands-on learning experience. Right. That really took a toll. Studios, especially at that facility, they're, they're amazing. They're first class. They're better than a lot of TV stations throughout the country. Um, so that really took a toll. But then, you know, the pandemic hit, I graduated and I started applying for jobs in, in that field and just wasn't hearing back. And at that point, I made a decision to myself, I need to start making money. Uh, it's been a few months and I, I, the most important thing to me was making money. Yes, the job that I get right then and there won't be the career path that I probably choose, but I needed to start making money. So I took a job close to home and then I, I still kept looking while I was working you know, making money and this popped up and it was something I was interested in. And it, it deals with my bachelor's degree at Cal, my sport management degree. And I also recent, well, not recently, but at the time recently started to get into a little bit of sports wagering. Uh, so I understood it and it was interesting and, and pretty much every weekend it was football season. So I was like, I can, I can see myself doing this and, and getting interested in this. And I applied and sure enough, they offered, they, they gave me an interview and they offered me the job and here I am. And I love it to this day. I, my boss is fantastic. My coworker has been, they've both been fantastic. Now there's only three of us. Um, so three of us for the entire state of Pennsylvania is a bit hectic at times, but they are both great. They've been nothing but great to me and the job's fun. I can't complain. And I, I've been having a blast this last five or six months. That's awesome to hear. So, you know, you mentioned how this, this career path is more closely related to your bachelor's um, in not just your department, but some of the other people, you, you know, you may inter interact with on a regular basis. Um, what type of degrees are you seeing from those people? So I know my boss has a master's degree. He has a higher level degree as well. Um, the job qualificate when they put out the application, uh, it, it said bachelor's degree. So a lot of these jobs, uh, it's made, it's mainly bachelor's degree. Now I went to get my master's degree because it was always a goal of mine. I just wanted my master's degree. I don't know why that sounds like ridiculous. Why would you spend all that extra money? But I've, I've always wanted my master's degree after I graduated from undergrad. Uh, I'm not too sure. It's, it's hard to tell because I was only in the office for a day and a half. Right. So I didn't, I didn't really enter. I didn't really get to interact with a lot of the people that I would work with and, and get to talk to them and get to know them. It's been all email or teams meetings and stuff like that. Um, so I can't, I don't really know like what kind of level degree that my coworkers inside the organization have. Um, okay. Obviously that obviously the higher ups will, will definitely have some secondary form of education, right. but I can't speak for them. I, I don't really know. I'm, I'm sorry that I don't, no, but, no. but um, I, I do, I have my bachelor's degree and I think my master's degree kind of helped me in that aspect. Uh, you coming from a different perspective, I, I, my bachelor's degree 
took care of the sport man, the business side of things. And then I think my, my master's degree with the technical and the broadcasting and, and the communication side of things also came in and they formed the perfect storm together. So I think that's kind of what helped me um, within the job interview as well. Absolutely. Um, so as you're, you know, you're talking about, you know, the difficulties you went through in terms of as your master's degree wrapped up and you're, you know, you're calling people, you're trying, you know, you're applying for new jobs. Mm-hmm. Was there somebody out there or, you know, anybody who on your journey from high school to now who really kind of helped you or inspired you to, you know, take next steps or go somewhere, you know, that you maybe not had 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 that idea of? You know, there was, I'd have to say there's a lot of people uh, throughout my journey, both ends, whether it was my bachelor's degree, my master's degree. Um, I know this is going to sound cliche, but especially during my master's degree years, my mom was really, really like an influence as far as, you know, there would be nights where I'd call her and it was tough. It was a tough transition because I went from a smaller division two school out near Pittsburgh to a major division one university to go get a master's degree. And it was a big step. It was a big jump. I knew it was going to be tough, but there were times where I'm like, I don't know, like if I can do this, not the career path, essentially just like certain assignments or certain things that they, that they required of us. I'm like, I don't know how I'm going to get this done. And she was just basically telling you'll be fine. Just put your head down, get through it. You'll be fine. Don't worry about it. Um, so she, she was a real influence uh, in that aspect. Um, so I know my parents, that's kind of a cliche answer, but a lot of, a lot of people that helped me with my internships as well. Um, there was a guy named Derek Parsh who really, really helped me get my internship when I was in undergrad out at Cal. Um, and then Ali Barubi, who works at ABC 27. She's the sports director there. And she's who actually who I did my internship with, my capstone with technically for my master's degree. So those were some influential um, pieces to the puzzle, I'd have to say. Uh, and then having, you know, friends support, relative support, uh, that, that just comes with it. But I guess those would be the main influencers that I've had that, you know, as long as you have, at least it all takes is one person to believe in you. And then, and if you believe in yourself, then you can put your head down and get through it. It's awesome. So flipping to, you know, the job you're in now, what's been your absolute favorite thing about what you're doing? Oh boy, that's tough. Um, I, I did think about this and I think the number one overall thing is I get to deal with sports every day, regardless. I knew number one, when I wanted a career path, it was going to deal with sports, no matter what it was going to be, whether it be the broadcasting side of things or the management side of things, business side of things, whatever it may be. If I could wake up every day and say, wow, I work in sports, I'll be happy. And sure enough, there it is. Now it might not be like, Oh, with a team or with a network or with a, a station or something like that. That's fine. If I get to wake up, the content is what matters to me. So everything I'm dealing with on a daily basis, it's like secondhand nature to me. It's like, Oh, well, I clearly understand this. This is easy to pick up and easy to understand. And I think that's been the number one thing that I've enjoyed about my job. And also, like I mentioned already, my boss has been fantastic and my coworker has been equally as fantastic. They both helped the transition very easy, especially, you know, I, I've only met my coworker once in person and I've only met my boss twice in person. So 
that's kind of tough to get going when you don't have that personal interaction in person rather than just calls and emails and stuff like that. So they've both been great. And I think that's a huge part to enjoying your job is you're not going to get along with everybody. You're, you know, not everybody's going to like you, but it's a small department of us. So I, I think it's easy to say that we all get along and we all help each other out when need be. Uh, so those have been the two, I know you asked for one, but those have been the two things that I've really enjoyed so far about my job. Awesome. So we're going to, I got two, two more to round this out here. Um, so you mentioned you've worked pretty much your entire time with the gaming control board remotely. Mm-hmm. Um, something that I've seen, you know, students struggle with here, um, especially with, you know, last school year. And as they kind of progressed through this one, uh, working remotely and spending most of the time, you know, on your own independently, do you have any suggestions for kids about time management or, you know, making sure that you're staying on task when you're, when you have that level of independence and you're supposed to be doing certain things? I think you just have to take it from the perspective of just act like you're in the office or act like your boss is right there with you. And and you can, you know, if there's one thing about working remotely or that this pandemic has taught us, I know I mentioned this to you uh, prior before we got on here is it, we can do almost not, not everything, but almost a lot of things virtually, you know, you can have zoom breakout meetings, you can have Microsoft teams meetings, emails, that phone calls, this and that um, it, it's been a big factor. And I also think one of the top things that you can do uh, when I was finishing up my master's degree here, like I said, I was five to six months left of my degree of my program. Oh, skill set. I'm just using that field as an example, a skill set, you know, that's that one of my professors said is you guys can use this as a huge opportunity. No class has ever come through here and had an opportunity like this. And we were, we were just struggling. Like what opportunity we're at home. We're not getting the. And they were saying, if you can show that you can broadcast this from a basement, from a den, from a living room, from a kitchen, and you can put a clear message through to the audience, set up a tripod and get on your phone, just do it on your phone because phones are basically computers nowadays. Just do that. That is going to show more value to employers than kids who are going to have a full year in there. And they're going to understand. They're going to understand that what this last two years has been like. They're going to know that it, it was tough for everybody. And a lot of people are working from home or finishing up school from home. So I just use that as an example. You can take little opportunities like that at home and focus on and think, okay, how can I flip this to my advantage and show that I can be more versatile at home rather than what, or what opportunities I would be given in the classroom or wherever it may be. Absolutely. So the last question I'm ending with everybody, um, what advice do you wish that someone had given you, you know, high school, college, early on when you're looking into careers, looking into colleges, what's, what's a piece of advice you wish you would have gotten? Ooh, that I wish I would have gotten. Um, I know the most, I, I know the most important thing that I, I could probably say helps is make connections, make connections. There's the old saying, Oh, it's not what, you know, it's who, you know, I truly believe that. I, I, I think the more connections that you have in the field, the better, because all it takes is one opening. And one person that you might have met at a conference or on a telephone call or had emails with is going to be there and say, oh, I met so-and-so 
they, you know, they were interested in this. They might be a bright kid might be interested in this, yada, yada, yada. And all it takes is that one connection. So if you can start building connections straight out of the gate, when you get to college, your professors, your academic advisors, go out, your friend, even your friends, like go out, meet people, connections will get you far. Now, I, we were repeatedly told that. So I guess that's not something that I wish I was told, but I think time management is a big one. Um, you got to know how to manage your time. You got to prioritize things uh, at the top of your list on the most important things that might not always be the most fun things, but prioritizing your head priorities really helps in the end as, as well as making those connections. Absolutely. Well, hey, Joe, thanks a lot. I really appreciate you taking the time today. Um, and I, I know my kids will definitely enjoy this one. Yeah, no problem. Thanks for having me. Thanks a lot. Have a good one. You too. Big thank you to Joe again for taking the time to talk to me. Uh, thank you guys that have listened so far to the first couple episodes of this. Um, again, some pretty pretty cool guests coming up in the next couple of weeks. Um, but you guys, you guys can follow us on YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and then all the social media channels that are going to be linked here. I appreciate everyone who listens. Uh, thank you guys. Make sure you have a great day.